What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jay. Today's episode 50. Uh, we're going, I think this is one year. Uh, not to the date, but one year since we started the pod. Been a long year, man. <laughs> it has been. It's been a pod filled with... Uh, we haven't had a guest in a long time, but have a, we've had on a lot of guests. Uh, we've done... A lot of interesting content, so hope to keep you on. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, it's just uh, we've had, you know, like you said, we haven't had a guest on in a little bit uh, since the summer. But, you know, we've had from, in our opinion, you know, like a Hall of Famer and Tim Hardaway to guys like, you know, Chris Copeland, Ronnie Brewer, um, media members on, uh, local guys for for us from Miami and national guys like Ben Golliver. Stuff like that. So it's been an it's been an interesting year, really fun year. I learned a lot about you know the podcast podcasting, and and we're still growing, even though we're not where we want to be yet. But we're still hungry. Um, so just thank you to you know all the listeners that've been listening to us since day one. I know um, we've had some new listeners lately. So if uh, you're if you're listening now, you know welcome. Um, hope you enjoy. And uh, with that, let's get right into it. Um, official, the NBA has approved. Um, December 22nd, or within that week uh, date to start the season, the draft being next Wednesday, November 18th. Uh, free agency will be starting within 24 to 48 hours after the draft, um, with uh, not an exact date coming out yet. And then training camp for teams starts December 1st, as of now. Um, a lot jam-packed in within, you know, ba- you know, from now, it's being a six-week mark until the start of the season. Um, with all that being said, first, you know, what are your thoughts on? I know we talked about it last week. What are your thoughts on the official date now, and how, you know, it can affect some guys in free agency with the draft and having to move so fast with their new teams, and how that affects teams going into the start of the season? Well, it's it's really key that you bring that up because it is really crucial that these young guys, uh, and you've seen guys like. Shoot, we can go all the way to, back to Wiseman when he dropped out of Memphis, and and literally that's what he was doing was getting ready for the NBA draft. Um, so you're you gonna, could, yeah, you could point to guys like that, and scary enough, yeah, it has been a year um, since he did that um, around that time. So um, I, I think it's going to be crucial for guys to really uh, get into that. Uh, that winning mentality, especially if you're going to, to a team like Golden State, where we don't know what they're going to do with their pick. We can get into that in a little bit. But um, say they keep their pick, that guy's going to have to really uh, transform themselves into into winning now uh, mentality. Um, and I think it's important, too, that you mentioned about free agency being so close to the NBA draft. I think that that's going to be very crucial because – that can maybe increase the trades we see and on the NBA draft. You talk about so many teams wanting to move up. Um, there's a lot of young teams actually that um, aren't necessarily where I think they want to be. So definitely trying to move up in that draft. Um, it's definitely, uh, it seems a lot uh, rushed the schedule, but then again, I mean, you kind of have to, from a revenue standpoint, if you're the NBA and rightfully so um, I think that it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's it's a schedule that is very uh, much needed. Yeah, I mean, 
the the difference between December twenty second as of right now. Uh, we know it's going to be that that Christmas week um, start date, and and if it is December twenty second, it would be the classic Tuesday night start on TNT, uh, Wednesday ESPN, so on and so forth, leading up to Christmas Day, which is what our, our uh, we're going to get into in Christmas Day matchups. That we would like I to see. I saw on ESPN that uh, sorry to interrupt, but I saw on ESPN it's the fastest turnaround in sports history. It's seventy-one days between two seasons. So just to add that in there. Yeah, and um, the difference is between that December twenty-second and that January eighteenth, which the players were really uh, pushing for, which is Martin Luther Day week. Martin Luther Day weekend, which I think we mentioned before, was is five hundred million dollars. Um, still, the players some of their salary which I can't explain too much, goes into escrow, meaning the NBA holds some of their salary um, for players and stuff. I think for the bigger players, it's not that big of a deal. For the smaller players, it is, and that's why also they moved the start day up. Uh, you mentioned 71 days. It's really 71 days, you know, for the for the teams in the finals and, and teams that went late into the playoffs. Otherwise, you know, a team like the Warriors, and I know we're going to talk about them this episode. We're going to talk about them next episode, which will be a whole draft episode um, next week. I mean, this is, I mean, the Warriors are going to be, you know, they're going to be excited to finally get back on the court with whatever pieces they have uh, added to, to their nucleus. Uh, and just a whole bunch of young teams, I think they're, they're excited to get back on the court. Um, with all that being said, though, what are your, you know, come Christmas Day, what are the, the five matchups? Or I don't know if you have fi- all five matchups, but uh, what, are, what, are some, what are some matchups you do want to see um, on that Christmas Day slate? So I saw some of the articles, um, and again, this is just, I think this is the, the latest news that we've, that we've got is this, is this Christmas day games and obviously the schedule. Um, but for me personally, I kind of want to see two young teams battle it out. Um, that's something that I didn't see across, across the board. And I really want to see that. Um, I think Ja versus Zion with the, with the Grizzlies and the, uh, again, we can go rookies too, but that'd be like the 12 o'clock game or the, one, yeah. one, you know, that early game in the day. It could be Grizzlies versus Pelicans. I could see that going down. Um, I think we saw the Clippers versus, or at least I saw the Clippers versus the Nuggets as being a um, a game that we, we could really much see just because of how the Clippers uh, were bounced out in six against the, the, the Nuggets. People really want to see that matchup and how they're willing to bounce back, but uh, for me, I think it's it's all about competitiveness um, when it comes to Christmas Day games. I think opening night, maybe you, you go towards one of those matchups because I really don't see how the Lakers and Clippers don't match up on Christmas Day. I think that's a matchup that everyone wants to see. And um, and I think that's even probably more than the Clippers-Nuggets. I know it sounds maybe like a stretch just the way they ended off on the season, but... I think the Lakers and Clippers, you can't go wrong there. I also see the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors with KD um, and how he left. and Pretty much a, a new team for, uh, or oh. I guess a new construction for the, for the, uh, for the excuse me, Brooklyn Nets. Um, but going against an interesting Golden State team that just um, got off a bunch of injuries and now they're looking maybe with that second pick, see what they do with it. I know we keep mentioning it, but it's pretty crucial in, in, in just next season, everything they're doing. Um, so, yeah, those are the three matchups I see. I also see Milwaukee and the Heat uh, matching up. I think that's definitely a matchup that you want to see. Um, seems like they keep going at Giannis, just the Heat keep 
plowing away, trying to get him to come in 2021. So that's another um, date that you could point at, assuming that Miami uh, gets that victory, um, that you could say to Giannis, hey, I mean, here's what we got, and see if he comes. So that's another um, matchup I'm wanting to see. And then last matchup, I might go Boston-Philly. Um, I think Philly's another one of those teams that's re- going to be reconstructed sooner or later. Um, they just got Daryl Morey, which we talked about in uh, an episode or two ago. So if you guys haven't checked that out, go check it out. Um, but they've just gone – they're going to be on at least reconstructing very soon. Um, they might be one of the bigger teams in terms of this offseason. Who knows? So – be on the lookout for them against the Celtics, maybe. Or you can go Celtics-Raptors. You can go between any three of those teams. Um, and then I don't want to leave them out, which is why I'll, I'll put up a six-potential matchup. Um, and you can interchange it however you want if you're the NBA, obviously. I'm just throwing out some suggestions. But Denver Nuggets against the Utah Jazz, they had a really interesting series with both their star players going off. Um, so I think that'll be definitely a battle that you'll want to witness out West. And those are like my six, technically six matchups, but you can narrow it however you want to. Yeah, no, I liked a lot. Um, the only one I think that wouldn't probably happen, even though it's a great matchup would be that Warriors Celtics. And here's why I think, especially early, no matter COVID, not COVID earlier in this, early in the season, I think travel wise, they just don't want teams, you know, going, you know, uh, traveling, especially that, that's California and, and the Northeast traveling coast to coast. And then COVID-wise, you're going to see when the schedule comes out, almost um, almost like a baseball-type uh, format with series. Um, you know, for instance, if Milwaukee, you know, uh, is, is traveling to just, you know, New York, or, New York or whatever, they're going to play like two back-to-back games. Or, or Miami goes to Atlanta, they're going to play two or three games in a row against each other just to limit the travel and I think that early in the season even though because there are so many matchups on Christmas Day that we could get you know a finals rematch the Lakers heat um that that you know the you just mentioned the Celtics and Warriors right no I said it was Warriors nuts or yes oh my bad Warriors nets or we could get a Celtic whatever it is you know those type of matchups that we would you know kind of want to see even I was thinking, you know, um, a, a Sixers-Clippers matchup, which should be fun to see. Doc Rivers going back with his new team um, to the Clippers, you know, with their new coach and Ty, Ty Lue. Um, but I think, for me, I think you have that, that Miami-Milwaukee matchup is probably going to be one to watch for. Um, Miami has a couple matchups, I think. Either them, they could play the Celtics, um, but that they could have. I think the Lakers, they could go with that uh, Clippers, even though that might be another opening night matchup. Or they could also do the Warriors, I think. Lakers-Warriors again. New Warriors team kind of with the same nucleus, but uh, revamped uh, versus the champs. Um, you could get Celtics-Nets also geographically you know, close to each other. Um, there's a lot. I know, you know, the Knicks have played Christmas Day games even when they haven't been all that. I don't think they're going to get it this year. Um, a matchup I like and I saw on Twitter was uh, Mavericks-Rockets, I think would be a really interesting one. I think the Mavericks this year are the team that I think will really 
they're not an underrated team this year. I think, if anything, they'll become overrated. But at the same time, I think they're the team this year that kind of blows up and um, and really, really can be a top five seed, in my opinion, in the West. Uh, and they were almost that last year until the end of the season. They kind of fell off and got to that seventh seed, and they pushed the Clippers to seven, uh, six games. Um, Clippers-Nuggets is another one, you know, geographically. Uh, the Trailblazers could also play. Um uh, Christmas Day versus, you know, a Western Conference team. They could play against the Nuggets. They could play against the Clippers. Um, I liked your Jazz and Nuggets matchup a lot as that late, you know, 10 o'clock game at night. Um, it would be interesting. Uh, I think there's a whole bunch of matchups out there. I think there's, they would be even more if it was a regular Christmas Day that we could get um, in a normal circumstance, but obviously nothing's normal uh, in 2020. So... Um, It'll be it'll be exciting uh, for some teams that you know will probably be their first or second game of the season. Um, so it, it, a lot of uh, int- emotion, intensity, and I think for that one game, you'll at least see you know a lot of the contenders who played late into last year. You know, a lot of their players playing a lot, you know, minutes and stuff just because it's Christmas Day, and it'll be your one real look uh, test in early season to see what. Um, you know, how they match up against other teams. I think for a team like the Warriors, in the next topic, um, it's kind of a test with, you know, if they have Wiseman, uh, how he can perform against, you know, let's say they go against LeBron and AD, how he can match up against them. Certain little matchups that I'm just looking forward to as a a basketball fan that I think will be really, really uh, fun to watch. Yeah, and speaking of the Warriors, they do have the second overall pick in this year's draft, as, as we've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts. Um, and a lot of talk about what, you know, um, what they should do with that second overall pick. Obviously, James Wiseman is someone who's been heavily linked to the Warriors. You know, that finally they get that big man that even throughout their dynasty they were looking for. Um, pair, you know, with uh, Clay, uh, Steph. And Draymond and, and what those three, you know, they consider to be, you know, one of their fine, you know, this is kind of the years of their final runs as, you know, they enter the end, you know, as they're still in their prime. Um, what if you were the Warriors, what would you do with that pick? Do you do you take Wiseman or do you try to go acquire? Um, I know Ben Simmons has been linked um, to the to the Warriors and trading for him. There's also been some not as big stars, you know, someone like a Nikola Vucevic with the Magic that they can. Try to pack and get him. What would you do uh, if you're the if you're the Warriors? I think the Warriors should trade their pick if I'm them because if you look up and down this draft, there's not one specific guy you can put your your hat on or or put your money on and say, look, this guy's the clear cut guy in this draft. I think there's multiple of them. You talk about Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, Denny Avija. Anyeko Kongwu, James Wiseman, who the Warriors are rumored to take. But I don't know. I, I feel like, and I saw a video about this. I think, like, you could point to, I believe it was the 2013 NBA draft where the Cleveland Cavaliers took Anthony Bennett number one overall because there really wasn't any, any clear-cut uh, guy. Now, do I believe that there's going to be an Anthony Bennett taking number one overall? No, but I also didn't think that Jabari Parker, uh, you know, or I'm thinking of the wrong draft, I think. But anyway, um, 
But um, no, it was uh, uh, Anthony Bennett, Victor Oladipo in that draft, who's turned out you know decent. I think people you know expected him to be a Dwayne Wade type. Um, he is to a certain extent. I don't think as much. And actually, this draft has Anthony Edwards, who uh, again comps to, Twain, to Dwayne Wade. He gets a lot of comps to him. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade himself said he could be even better than him. I don't. I think that's just Dwayne Wade being polite. But um, yeah. Um, so, like I said, I, I think that if you look at this draft, I think there there's really not one guy you could put your finger on and say, look, this guy's going to be uh, a generational talent like a Zion, like we saw last last year, um, for example. But the reason I say not to trade the pick uh, or to trade it, excuse me, is not only because of that point, but also I think if you're looking at the timeline, I'm, I'm a big fan of timelines. And when you look at the draft, it's usually a way to rebuild a team. It's a way to add young talent, things of that nature. But the Warriors, they're on a different timeline than a lot of the teams that are in the lottery um, outside of maybe, I don't know, the Boston Celtics off the top of my head that just aren't on the same trajectory as a lot of the other teams that are that are going relatively young. Um, as in the Warriors, you have Steph Curry, who's 32. You know, you have Clay Thompson, who's 30 years old. You have Draymond Green, who's 30 years old. So you have a lot of the guy, a lot of the guys on the same sort of timeline, and they're all coming back next season. Uh, as in Steph Curry and Clay Thompson off of injuries, but you're not on the same timeline um, to have a, a number two pick. I mean, obviously you're with the, the new lottery rules and whatever, um, you're able to have that. But um, I don't see this number two pick um, fitting with, with the team because you're going to have, although I, I think it is an injustice because uh, to this young player because it's, it's helpful, as you saw with the Miami Heat, to go through uh, a season like Tyler Hero did, like Bam Adebayo did, um, and especially Tyler Hero because he was a rookie, and these guys are going to be rookies, um, basically fuel to the fire because, as we mentioned, um, the season is going to start up really soon, so they don't have much time to prepare for the big league. Um, but I do think that it is an injustice because you don't go through, and the, the Warriors are going to have a hell of a season, so you're able to sort of see that winning mentality up front. So I do think that that's, that's the biggest takeaway from trading this pick is that that young guy is really going to um, – not be able to be a part of uh, that culture um, in his first season. But as you look at them trading the pick, um, I was looking at certain rumors as far as who they would trade um, for the number two pick. And I don't know. I, I saw LaMarcus Aldridge. I saw the Spurs as being um, a destination. I saw the Magic, who had pick number 15, I believe, um, in this draft. Yeah, pick number 15. Uh, and there's rumors about Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier um, getting traded to the uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you do have a little bit of a cap scenario with the, with the Warriors as well because you're paying Steph Curry forty million, um, thirty two to Clay. You're you're paying eighteen to Draymond. You don't want to get rid of your big three there. Um, but if you are going to trade someone, it is going to be Andrew Wiggins. And I do think that. If you're going to get out or if you're going to go out and get a fourth guy um, that sets up your timeline, essentially, for your 30 plus year old superstars on your team, 
I feel like you could go out and get a guy like DeMar DeRozan who needs to opt into his player option first before that can happen. But you could go out and get a guy like that that kind of serves he, – he's a lot better, obviously, of a player uh, Andrew Wiggins is. Um, but you go – Would you really rather have – would you really rather have DeMar DeRozan over Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, I would. Why not? I don't know. I think uh, Wiggins a, is younger. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, listen, you're, I, mean, I know you're just kind of throwing names around. Um, yeah, I'm, I I'm personally the Rosen one. Yeah, and, and another name, too, that comes up, and maybe you'll be a little bit more agreeing with this one, is Drew Holiday, because we, we haven't really gotten too much into Drew Holiday and his rumors. But pairing Drew Holiday with a Steph Curry with a Clay Thompson that you could throw out the three, um, by the way, could really set up a really good Golden State team that's already going to be featuring um, an offensive uh, weapon team. Um, so throwing that to combat, um, you know, Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson and, and guys of that nature would be really nice. Um, I don't think that they'll go out and get a guy like Bradley Beal. I feel like those rumors are just, I feel like they're just put in the dust. Um, they're, you I know, don't, Beal's been, Bradley I don't like they need hurt. another wing so, or a guard. So I mean, who are you going to trade Andrew Wiggins in the second pick for? Because you got to put some money around that um a guy like ben simmons obviously i think he's a different type i mean obviously he can play the four i don't think he, that he can really play any position you want him to me though i like them taking wiseman i think you mentioned yeah it's a quick turnaround and i think that's a big concern but at the same time they're not playing for the beginning of the season they know that steph clay and draymond and whoever else they you know get in pieces and free agency however they do it just nice quality pieces they can get them through majority of the season you're talking about leading the season when you're going to need Wiseman to step up and, and play big time minutes and even then I mean the Warriors have won championships with you know, with only those three guys obviously they had a I mean the back when they won in 2015 well there's not a had, to, to you, the you can't compare to that team because you know they had such a deep bench and everything else but I think that you have Wiggins um, I think w- Wiggins this year, I think you're going to see a different Andrew Wiggins because he doesn't need to be that go-to option. He's he's really, I mean, he's third, possibly even fourth on some nights and on in some roles. Uh, if they want Draymond, you know, Draymond handling the ball, whatever it is, because uh, you're going to have Stephen Clay number one and two. And then if they draft a rookie in Wiseman, you know, that he, you know, who knows where, what uh, rank he goes into. So I, th- the Warriors' bottom line is, is I think they have a really, really they have uh, unlimited scenarios that they could go through because you have Wiggins, you have the contract, so you're able to match him up with another big contract and flip con- whatever that is. Uh, you can just stay at the pick, pick someone, and hope that you know that pick turns out because also I think the Warriors could think, hey, as much as we're winning right now, this pick could turn into, for instance, you look back, um, David Robinson and Tim Duncan with the Spurs. You know, the Spurs obviously got injured, picked Tim Duncan all of a sudden, I'm not saying I'm not saying James Wiseman or who, let's, who knows they might pick Lamelo Ball, they might pick Anthony Edwards. Who knows who they pick? But I'm saying they set themselves up for the next 15, 20 years in a piece. I don't think that draft has this. I know we're going to get more. I know that's our next topic, and next week we're really going to drive deep into the draft. But I don't think this draft has that, you know, bona fide superstar. 
that, you know, maybe one guy in this draft will be that. But I, I think this is more of a 2013 draft where uh, that, that 10 through uh, 30 or 10 through 20, you know, whoever's in that range will get, you know, pick someone and, and they'll work out. I don't think that the top of the leaderboard really, I mean, it's, it's Wiseman, Ball, and Edwards. And then after that, it's like Avija, who uh, I know we've tried to get on the podcast and, and we haven't been so far um, out of Israel. Uh, you have um, the USC uh, center. What's his, I, I, what's his name? Okongu. Okongu. Um, you have the kid from Florida State. Uh, you have you know some quality guys, but I think all of these guys, and, and you even put them in last year's draft, they're middle of the pack uh, in the draft order. I even think, you know, Lamelo Ball, who knows what we're getting from Lamelo Ball? Uh, no one knows. You know, he's played in, in Lithuania in some back backwards league there. He played in Australia, which is not great competition at all. He still put up great numbers, but he hasn't played in almost a year. He hasn't played since last December. Um, Wiseman, another guy, hasn't played in a year. He, didn't, he ended up not playing any college ball. Uh, Edwards has a lot of uh, questions about his game. Abija from Israel, who, you know, I know it, what, the Warriors had what, really impressed by his work, and I think that's more just smoke that they're putting out there with the draft. It's like I even saw something today, like any rumors that you hear from today until the draft, which is basically a week, week and a half, um, just, you know, kind of take it with a grain of salt because, you know, you don't know what's true and what teams are just kind of trying to put out there to, to deceive other teams. Um, so I, I know we're kind of moving into the next topic here, and I, I want to stay with the Warriors for a second, but it goes hand in hand because to me, it's, you know, the Warriors, like I said, they can do whatever they want, and I think... Um, they know that if they can just put a good team around Steph and Clay and, and Draymond too, even though he had a down year last year, I think Steph and Clay will help him bring back up to what you know uh, he once was. They know that they can contend, and they just you know Wiggins. I, I really feel like he's going to have a good year because again, he won't be that number one option. He'll be able to sit back and watch you know world class basketball players go to work and see their work ethic, see what they do on a day to day basis, and maybe he can pick from that. And who knows? Maybe the Warriors get their, their you know, their f- cornerstone piece. Even though I don't think he's there, or I don't think he can get there because we've been saying that about saying that about Andrew Wiggins for what is it now? He's going on a six year in the league. Um, I don't think it's there, but I think um, to me, I would just pick Wiseman. Take Wiseman. He has I, to me. I like his potential out of out of those three guys that I mentioned: Ball, um, Edwards, and 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 him. I like Wiseman. He fits perfect with the team. Or they could trade back and trade back to four, five, or six, get an asset. And then I like uh, Avija from, from, the, from Israel. Uh, I think he would fit perfect because he's, he doesn't exceed at one, uh, one particular area, but he's a guy who, he, if he goes, you know, for to example, to a Pistons team, to a Bulls team, he's going to be asked to do a lot. I don't think he can do that in his first year. I think, you know, going to a Warriors team where he can kind of even come off the bench and just play his role, I think he can help that team a lot. He can shoot, he can play deep, you know, he, he can do a lot. I think, obviously, he needs to fill out uh, physically, um, but he's lengthy. So, uh, you know, a, a, a guy like that, even, you know, I, I really like Devin Vassell from Florida State. Um, or you trade back and also get uh, a Kungu. You know, I don't like him as much. I know he has, you know, a lot of Bam out of bio comparisons um, I've seen. But 
you know, th- there's a lot of options for the Warriors out there that they'll be able to um, look at. And, and I know, you know, Bob Myers and, and his staff are going to, and Steve Kerr will do that. Yeah, I believe that the second point you made about them trading down, I feel like that's something that I can agree on. I think that them getting a two-for-one, essentially, or not a two-for-one, you're going to have to trade the pick and, and match a salary there. Um, but you get what I mean, sort of making it in a sense where you can get a young guy like we said before, I'm not of the mindset of if you're going to get something certain, you get something certain. Well, and- l- real quick, real quick, let me throw this at you because I'm looking at the draft order and I haven't seen this anywhere. I'm just kind of throwing it out. You trade back to seven. You give up Wiggins. You get ben, uh, so Blake, ben, Blake Griffin. So seven is who? Detroit, yeah, right? Detroit. So you trade number two and Andrew Wiggins for... Blake and uh, and the seventh pick. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Versatile player. Blake Griffin, people don't remember, just a season ago, even though really it's now about two years ago, he was all-NBA player, can do it all. He goes back out west. I'm just throwing it out there. It's just it, it's something that you know I, I think would be interesting to see. Plus, you get that, you're in that seventh range. That's a Kungu. That's Vassell. Uh, I know, you know, even though they don't really need a guard, um, uh, what's his name from France? Uh, I'm going, I'm going blank now. Um, Are you talking about Detroit? No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about to draft at seven. Oh, from France. Uh, Killian Hayes? Killian Killian Hayes, exactly. You know, they could draft him. Um, There's a bunch of guys. I'm telling you, I don't think this draft... And I guess we can kind of start, you know, where I've already started, just let's go into the next segment in, in, in terms of is there a superstar? We can, you can continue with the Warriors conversation also. There's no superstar in this draft to me. There's no one guy that we're going to look back in 10 years and be like, you know, that's, you know, or even after this draft and be like, okay, th- this team can really uh, um, build around this guy. I don't see that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, t- t- yeah, I mean, I think, again, like I, like I just said, I think there'll be, it's like 2013, well, there'll be that Giannis that people, you know, someone will pick a, a player that no one saw, and all of a sudden he'll blow up. But I don't think right now there's not one superstar that, that I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, this guy's going to change the franchise, like a Ja, ja a Zion, RJ to a certain extent, uh, guys like that. Well, I'm not sure about RJ, but... Well, RJ coming into last year's draft, he was, and, and I think you still need to give him time. Remember where he is. He's in New York. So, you know, there, there's, I think yeah. that, there's you know, a, kind say of. It again? There's, a, there's a bit of a jaws on, and then it's a little well, bit yeah, of. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think RJ, um, him being where he's at in New York and not having a team there, you know, basically he just has a whole bunch of power forwards that he plays with. Uh, you know, when, 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 you know, one of your best options is Taj Gibson and we're not talking about Bulls, Taj Gibson, that says a lot, but, uh, there's enough Nick slander on this podcast that we don't need to get into that. Yeah, uh, we're going a little bit off tangent, but, uh, to go back- tan- you, you understand what I'm saying? Getting back to my original point, how, do you like the Blake Griffin idea that I just proposed? Andrew Wiggins, Blake, you know, Blake Griffin, Blake's, I think on the last year of his deal, uh, he could have a player option. Um, how do you like that? Yeah, check his contract real quick. Um, but um, I mean, 
that that starting lineup, I mean, you would have what what would it be? You would need to get you know kind of a center in there, and unless they picked a Kungu with you know that seventh pick, uh, you you have Griffin, Draymond, Steph, Clay. I mean, you have a, a lot of money on in that starting lineup, but at the same time, quality players that that you know are can make a playoff run. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not really a fan of Blake Griffin and that move just because of his injury. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not really buying it. Uh, I think that you're also taking on. I mean, you have to take on money, but I'm not sure if the money and the value um, will add up to what you know. Blake Griffin, obviously, he's a great player. Yeah, he has a player option uh, next summer, which would take them out of out of the Giannis sweepstakes. Or do they do they go full out and and trade for Giannis? Uh, You know, that's out there too. Yeah, that is out there. you could possibly, yeah, like I said, I, I think I agree with you. Um, you trade down. I, I'm not really a fan of that Blake Griffin trade, but if you can go out and get, um, I said DeMar DeRozan, I like that. I mean, again, you're, you're putting, uh, I guess you're, you're sort of rolling the dice with that because he could leave you in, in 2021. Um, but then again, I, I think that, it, it he does a lot of the things that Andrew Wiggins does Wiggins does to a on a more magnified and and um, a better level, um, but I think that if you end up doing that, uh, I don't think it's that bad of a deal as other people may think. Um, but I, I think we're on the same mindset as I think if, if you're going to get something certain, and I go back to this point, uh, we've both made it where you don't have a, a clear number one and number two. Uh, it could really go any way. And therefore, you, you uh, again, it doesn't just fit your timeline. And if you want to get a, a young player, you go ahead and get uh, a pick later down in the lottery. And you, you're able to get a, a veteran that, that suits your needs. But when, and, you say, when you say it doesn't fit your timeline, you mean it in what regard? Because they're looking to win now and that young player could hold them back. Yeah, I just think that you look at the future too, because it's not only just this year; it's it's also well, the year. That, that would fit there. I mean, that that would. Yeah, but you still you're still trying to win with with your veterans there. I think if you try to get a veteran player instead of a young player, or you could get, like you said, they can get a young player and get a veteran on top of that to add to that. I, I think that would be ideal. If I'm the Warriors, I'm trading back four or five picks still in the lottery because again i think it's that those three it's uh uh edwards wiseman and and, uh ball i don't see those three though being so far superior maybe one of those three will be that it's like wow we really missed on an opportunity there and i think you go back at another veteran player um that can really help plus another young player that can set you up you know with your future um if that means trading Andrew Wiggins, so be it. I, I don't think, you know, I think they're willing to do that. Um, we'll see, though. Um, I know we've mixed, you know, we've kind of intertwined topics here, and you've kind of already answered the question, but if you had to pick a player um, that you've uh, done a, a little bit of research on, I don't know how, you know, I know we, we haven't dove that deep into draft uh, stuff until just now, um, but... Who would you uh, who who would you say uh, 
if you had to start a team today with, with draft, who, who are you starting it with? If I had to start a team today with one player, it would probably be Anthony Edwards, I'd say, because Anthony Edwards just has that frame. I don't even have his, his size up. Um, but I know he's like a, a D-Way, Donovan Mitchell type player, like we said. Um, you know, he can finish with, with ease. You know, he can uh, shoot off the dribble. Um, explosive guard. Um, so I'd, I'd probably say um, – and he's done good in his workouts too. I, I've seen reports on his workouts, and he's done well so far. Um, like I said, I think scouts are really – or, yeah, scouts are really um, – intrigued by his his size especially when you see him in person he's a big guard um but yeah I, i'd probably say anthony edwards uh like you said there's so many guys you can go to um in this draft and we'll have to see it's hard to predict just right now um and you could really go so many different ways but even a guy like patrick williams who is who went to my school and played for fsu uh last year um, as a freshman, he's getting a lot of love from from the uh, from the NBA uh, guys, and the fact that he's projected to go as far up as four. I mean, I've seen yeah. it. I report on that. Um, after being projected six to twelve, now he's being looked at as a possible top four pick. So there's really so many different ways you can go to. Um, not to mention Obi Toppin, Isaac Okoro. Um, who else is there? I know I'm missing but, a couple. The, the the thing I think with Obi Toppin that will scare a lot of teams because I just saw him and I totally forgot about him. I think that's a guy, you know, the Warriors could possibly trade back, pick him because he's, I think, a, a re, you know, really, you know, he's older. And I think that that's what scares a lot of teams is that he's already 22. Um, compared to nowadays where everyone's picking guys who are 18, 19 years old, their rookie year. I think that's what I think he can drop because of that. Um a guy who I really like, he's not, you know, really talked about in the top 10, Tyrese Maxey. I know, you know, his range has kind of been middle lottery, even falling out of the lottery. Um, I've seen him, you know, even getting talked about, you know, early 20s with some teams. I think this kid can really, I think he could, you know, obviously from Kentucky, he could be like a Tyler Hero um, type pick where a team gets him and, and really hits on him and, and could help a team a lot. Um, especially once you get into that out of the lottery teams that just, you know, either got knocked out in the first or second round of the playoffs that need, you know, a bench piece or, or something like that. I think he could really help him. I really like uh, Tyrese Maxey. Um, but for a superstar, I don't know. I, I, I like Wiseman. I think Ball, there's so much unknown about him. I think if he would have went the college route and, and his father wouldn't have, um, as, you know, I, I, I you know, it's almost like I don't know how to describe LeBar Ball because at the same time he's about to have two sons go within the top three of, of the NBA draft, which is impressive. Um, but I think if he would have went the college ride, I think he would have been a for sure number one pick. Um, the kid is, I mean, six seven, lengthy point guard, can handle the ball, can shoot. Um, obviously, you know, he, he sometimes takes bad shots, but that that is with every young player. Uh, he's really, he's impressive to me. Uh, Edwards, I think there's, you know, there's that Dwayne Wade comparison, you know, what, you know, he has a better shot, but there's questions there. Wiseman, there's questions. Avija, there's questions. Um, there's really questions with every single player that are, is being talked about in the top five. 
Um, I guess if the safe pick is Edwards, like you picked. Um, I, Wiseman, I think if he goes to the Warriors, I think he could potentially look really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's, it's hypothetical. So if you're, if you're the Warriors, you go a center for sure. And Wiseman's your guy. Hell, they could even go. Who even knows if they go a Kongu? I don't know how, how the how the draft landscape changes and how um, people people's minds alter within their organizations on how they um, analyze that talent. So uh, another guy to look out for is Cole Anthony because I, it just reminds me of I mentioned the uh, the torn meniscus he he went through um, and the surgery he he went through to to, to repair that, uh, mm-hmm. but. The, there's always that one guy we talk about, Bull Bull, who and and funny enough, the two players I'm mentioning are both on the Nuggets. But MPJ and Bull Bull both both falling in the draft. Bull Bull severely um, dropping until about the 40, I think it was the 42nd, something like that. Um, and then MPJ falling um, pretty much almost out of the lottery. Um, so you talk about, you know, Cole Anthony and just season was cut short. Um, but you look at a guy like that and, um, you know, the, the explosiveness, um, the ability to shoot the ball um, and finish and just being an overall great ball handler and just everything he does. Um, that's someone that you look at as maybe um, – a guy that can give you buckets, um, I don't know, off the bench, um, whatever it may be. So that's yeah. someone. It, it seems. Was, I to- mean, a, a year ago, I mean, he was projected, you know, top five pick or coming out of high school. I mean, he was a uh, in that conversation, you know, with the Wiseman and Edwards and stuff. So I think I think that meniscus really hampered him. Plus, you know, his some of his play in North Carolina not being so good. Um, I think hurt his chances i think he you know he's a yeah i like his you know comp to the guys who you said um i don't know it'll be uh listen this draft is full of unknowns i think i think we can both agree on that um it'll be uh an it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy off season i think that teams uh, a lot of teams feel like, hey, you know, the NBA is going to be as competitive as ever next season. A lot of teams feel like, hey, we have shots. Uh, you look at a team that, you know, I know I, we're going to definitely get into next episode when we really dive deep into the draft. The Hawks, who feel like, you know, they can compete for a playoff spot this upcoming year with, uh, you know, Trey Young and John Collins, Kevin Herter, guys like that, Cam Redditch. Uh, they'll be able to add another young piece. Who knows, maybe they trade out. And they, you know, try to go get someone. They have Clint Capella, too. Um, so much can happen. Um, but other than that, you, you have anything before we wrap up here? I know kind of a short episode today. We, uh, we didn't have much. I, I kind of want to – we were talk, discussing before the pod, you know, I kind of want to save a lot of the draft stuff for next episode, which will be, be released right before the draft. So uh, anything else? Yeah, I don't think there's too much. Uh, we covered – we didn't do too bad of a job of covering just some brief draft stuff. I know you said you wanted to save that. So um, definitely going to try and get more innovative. Probably I won't spoil the next week's episode because we're going to try and do something more innovative and create segments and stuff like that. So 
but we'll see you guys next week. And if you guys want to check out our Instagram, uh, it is at underscore around the league underscore. Uh, we've been more active on there, posting whenever a pod drops um, and hoping to do more off-season stuff. So make sure you guys go check us out. And then, of course, we're on all three streaming platforms wherever you guys get your podcast, whether it be Apple Pods, Spotify, or the Anchor app. So check us out, guys. Yeah, like Jake said, um, a lot coming. Uh, it's going to be a jam-packed next couple weeks with episodes between draft, free agency, NBA training camp, and preseason, uh, and season starting. Before you know it, uh, Christmas will be here. We're going to have NBA basketball back, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But peace out. Peace.